from around the world and trying to call you from a blocked number. This is Paranormal One. again everybody welcome back to another fun filled podcast episode number 20 episode 20 of paranormal one i am mike grasso pleased honored and privileged to be here with steve bartell and josiah lee henson hey fellas hello hi mike hey oh what a week huh oh yeah yes So, I know we've talked about this a little bit. We had a lot of fun uh, last week, starting off the alphabet, uh, going through these paranormal topics. And I know for me, for one, I am uh, hoping I don't get Q this oh. week because I'm really weak on that one. Yeah, I would be too. I'll have to stretch. So, um, we'll see who, who pulls a short straw on that. <laughs> but uh, b- before we get started, I wanted to uh, talk about a little little something that um, I, I just picked up. Um, have you guys heard of the Aztec death whistle? No, no, but I'd like to. Oh, <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's like Facebook or something. I'm scrolling through, and it's like you must hear these Aztec death whistle. I said, yes, I do. I must hear it. I agree. So um, I, 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 you know, of course, you watch like the first eight minutes of the video to hear the last 20 seconds of yeah. them actually blowing the whistle. So um, I know this is going to play really well for the podcast listeners, but here I'm holding it in front of the camera for you guys. Oh, cool. This is I got one. I ordered off of eBay. It was like six bucks, a 3D printed um, version of one. It looks like a skull. Uh, it's a little black skull, I don't know, about two inches long, and it's got a little mouthpiece coming out of the top of the head. I can probably put a picture up. <laughs> to see um, and, and the cavity is produced in a way to, to produce a certain sound now this is based on um, a, a, an Aztec artifact and they generally had skullish type shapes to them uh, the, the jury's still out on exactly what they were used for uh, they could have been ceremonial uses for uh, d- during sacrifices um, maybe for, for, for certain uh, temples to call on the sounds. Some people say that they were used in battle. Uh, you get a thousand guys blowing these whistles at once on the other side of the field, and you're going to think twice about standing your ground yeah. after after your bowels let loose. Um, so this is it is pretty. So I I heard this. I'm like I got to look on eBay. eBay full of them. I guess again it was like six bucks or something. They have other ones that are made out of nicer materials but I, I wanted to get this because I couldn't stand not having it um, so Josiah you look like you're ready to ask yeah, a question yeah where did you hear about it again it was just like a Facebook post okay um, I, I don't know was, you know sometimes you, you, you get these pages like recommended for you I don't know if it was one of those things or something that I like uh, there, there's like there's a couple like historians of the strange that I follow um, Atlas Obscura it, it could have been one of those okay um, but uh, it, it, I, I had to try this. And I'm going to lean back from the microphone, roll back my chair a little bit so you'll be hearing that. And I'm actually going to b- blow away from the mic 
because this sucker is so freaking loud. Um, I, I told Sherry I'm going to be blowing this so it doesn't like make her lose her control of her bodily functions downstairs. <laughs> this is this is crazy. Now there, there's like two different ways that can go. I'm going to do it like kind of low at first, and then I'm really going to let it go. Okay. Okay. All right, so here, here's here's the first one, and I hope it. I'm going to watch my meters here to make sure I don't blast out the microphone. Okay. How'd that sound? Do you, you did that come through? A little bit. It was pretty. It sounded pretty airy. Yeah, like makes you were any sense. Yeah, airy. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try again here. Yeah, it's like at the beginning and the end, I think I can get the essence of it, but in the middle, it sort of drowns out a little. Yeah, it kind of it well, kind of distorts, you know. Okay, well, yeah, I think that's my might be blowing out the mic. That's why I'm pointing the other direction. Okay, now I'm going to go full blast into it. Okay. 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 <laughs> wow. With, with the distortion, okay. it just sounds like the screaming of souls or something. You know? Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, I'm glad I'm wearing headphones because it really does hurt your ears. Who, who knows what kind of a portal you just uh, opened up in your room yeah. there, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, there, were, there were the comments. I was reading about it on this page, and they're talking about that it may have um, created like like, like uh, infrasonic sound that, that can, uh, you know, yeah. penetrate your body, uh, can create altered, uh, altered consciousnesses to, you know, get, uh, it, it, it's kind of like... <laughs> okay, I'm freaking out the cats, apparently. Um, it's kind of like, and I don't know if we've talked about this, but like crystal balls. Yeah. I think we might have talked about those. And you get that, that you know, like running your finger on a wine glass, except it's on like a 40-pound bowl yep, made, of, sure. you know, made, of, made of crystal. Um, and it just like pounds through your body. It's so cool. And and yeah, this this noise is kind of like that. It's, it's awesome. awesome. But uh, I, I am, I wouldn't be surprised if the neighbors call the cops. But it's, uh, it, you know, they're, I'm not like promoting this, but it's such a cool thing. I think it might be a neat thing to do on investigations to sort of maybe wake things up. Sure. Um, you know, just sort of like, hey, here it starts. If nothing else, it really gets the guests on their toes and maybe sends a shiver down their spine before anything else happens <laughs> during the night. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, like I said, it, th th there were some uh, cross sections of the originals they found, and pe some people commented that it looks amazingly like a human larynx. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. So um, you know, it's there are even people saying, well, maybe they they took like actual larynxes of people and blew through them to make sounds for the, you wow. know, the first whistles. <laughs> like that is creepy. Well, it was the Aztecs, so. You know, leave it to the Aztecs. I mean, they play basketball with what people's heads, you know, I guess, yeah. or whatever. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's my toy of the week. Like, who is that guy standing behind you in like an Aztec? Oh, oh. <laughs> Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, my heart comes ripping out. I wish we were doing this on video. I that not that I'd be willing to do it, but you know, that would be. A way to leave your mark. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. I, it was pretty cool. Like I said, best six bucks I ever spent. Yeah, that's very cool. Can you show <laughs> it again, Mike? Can you put it in the uh, camera one more time? 
kind of looks like something you'd see in a college dorm room, to be honest with you. You know, <laughs> it does yeah. look a little bit. Like that. <laughs> yeah, you pack it in the bottom, light the top. There you go. Okay. I have a beard oil bottle that looks exactly like that. That is really okay. cool. Really? Yes, nice. sir. Cool. Yeah, I was only another light to put on it, but yeah, you you, you kind of get the the idea. So it's very cool looking. I'm, yeah. I'm very pleased with it. Thank you for sharing that. I might even pick one up myself just to have along with us. Yeah, nice. yeah. When 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 the nights not, there's not too much activity at night, maybe you tell the guests, okay, hold hold <laughs> on to your pants. <laughs> We're gonna try to shake things up a little bit. You know, not, not to not to go off on a tangent or start a new discussion, but uh, we did see before an investigation. Um, I think it was Jonah Jones at a. Uh, out at the haunted YMCA and he had like what looked like half of like a bell or it looked like a, a brass or, or bowl or whatever. And he mm. was walking around the place and running a stick or, or a, some sort of a piece around the outside edge yeah. of it. And it would make kind of like a low grade hum, whatever, whatever. And he's, okay. he's he yeah. did that throughout the building and he said it's to drum up activity, kind of you sure. know, prime the spirits and whatever, whatever. I think maybe for a future, maybe for the next book report episode we do or something, maybe I'll <laughs> investigate that and kind of see what its origins are and, and everything. Yeah, we, we've got a couple like Tibetan uh, singing bowls. Okay. They're like that. So they're, they're more the metal ones are usually handmade, pounded, actually. I mean, hand wrought. It's it, They're really cool. Nice. And they have an incredible tone to them. Um, and, and, and they'll have them in like different settings. Sort of like like we said with the, with the crystal bowls to like tune into the chakras. And um, yeah, the, the, the singing bowls are really cool too because you get that nice ting if you, if you hit them. Or sure. you can get that long, prolonged tone by rubbing along them. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Just uh, you're like already on eBay looking for them. Yeah, now? I, I'm, it's literally in my Amazon checkout right now. Oh, Amazon. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yep. And it's free shipping too. See, I, I just I, I can't wrap my mind around a 3D printed version versus you know like an actual you know former Aztec larynx type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you laughs> or do you know what I mean? But. Yeah, kind of like the you Parker. probably have to know somebody at a museum and break all kinds sure. of laws to well, get one I, of those. Well, you know, kind of like the Parker Brothers, you know, uh, Ouija board versus the authentic, <laughs> you know, engraved with blood type, you know, old wooden one. So, Josiah, the order has been placed. <laughs> nice. Fantastic. And, 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 oh, that'll be nice to drive Jerry nuts if you're there during the day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Watch it as some adverse effect where he comes over. He's like, "Hey guys, what you doing?" <laughs> he likes it. <laughs> yes, if that's the case, my sincere apologies. I don't think anyone could consider that sound an aphrodisiac. You know? Yeah, it's going to be neat to hear it in person. You know, and compare. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to pick up on the letter N? Sure. Okay, well, we start anew. Josiah. Letter N. Hmm. Okay. No. Um, no can we N. take a second to think about this one? And now, Steve, you said you were going to, like, research and make your own list. Did you do I that? I didn't get a chance to do that at all. Yeah, I didn't either. I had all kinds of chances and just didn't. So. <laughs> I did, however, spend the last, you know, 
during our conversation prior to this kind of thinking about certain <laughs> letters, difficult letters and what I might come up with, but yeah. The only mm. thing that really comes into my mind is nightmare on Elm street. And I know it's not, you know, necessarily paranormal, but of course the, the movie's based on the reoccurring guy that comes back, Freddy Krueger and not being able to sleep. And I was telling Steve that when I, when I drive through Oregon during the fall, it reminds me a lot of that. You know, it reminds me a lot of that uh, wherever that was supposedly filmed. You know, Oregon just has that Midwestern hometown feel that you see in a lot of these scary movies. So the end, for some reason, that, that that's immediately what I thought of. I know it's not perfect, but it's pretty much what I could come up with on the spot. What about Night Terrors? I did think about Night Terrors, but I, I didn't know really how to tie that in. You know, would that be... Yeah. I know some people consider night terrors the same as a nightmare, right? Well, I think yeah. they're like like when you are like violently waking up, like screaming. Okay, and see, I didn't know the difference between the two, so I just that's something yeah. good to, good to talk about then because I didn't realize that. Hmm. I would have gone with uh, the Necronomicon. Ah, okay. And what is that exactly? Oh, was that the thing that like the, the Book of the Dead? Oh yeah, yeah, duh. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking about Tobin's Spirit Guide from uh, Ghostbusters. Necronomicon. Like, came in with a Necromonicon. Came into my mind when you said that. Okay. <laughs> and did I did something on the Book of the Dead? But was it was something different, right? Because remember, I did. It was like that was the, massive book, the Devil's yep. Booker, the Devil's Bible. That's right. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. So those are two different things. It sounds like. Yeah. And you know, I'm like not... the week after you did that, I saw that in three different places. Really? Huh. I'll be darned. Yeah. Weird. I wonder if it's like one of those Google things where it was like listening or like data mining. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. <could> or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? No, the Necronomicon in the. Uh, you know, I. I mean, it's. It's supposedly an actual book. It's been reprinted and everything and okay. versions, but it was the book that was in, if you saw any of the Bruce Campbell Evil Dead movies. I know what they are, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever watched one. Okay. Glad to. Yeah, they, re-did, they remade one, but it's not like the originals. Okay. Because they're like B-movie. It was good. The originals were, I don't know. It just I, Army had the feel of, Dark- of Army, a B-movie. But. Army of Darkness was fantastic. Evil yeah. Dead. Yeah, well, by that time, too. they had stepped yeah. it up. Yeah, that was cool. But yeah, supposedly the the original book was bound in human flesh and written in blood and has all kinds of incantations and all kinds of stuff. But the other thing I was thinking about mentioning was Nosferatu, but I don't I don't know enough Ooh. about it. Well, you know to it, well, but again, that's a movie too. Yeah, true. Yeah, Nos- Nosferatu race. was like a, a ripoff of Dracula. Oh, okay. It, it was it was it's a fantastic movie, but it was an obscurity for a long time because it was tied up with copyright laws, you know, copyright fights. Oh wow! And and, and wasn't the actor in that? But wasn't didn't they think that he was actually like, you know, if not a real vampire, like just he put himself into that role and I was potentially Max Shrek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a there was a movie made. Uh, what was it called? There was there was like a movie about making. That I remember movie. seeing that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And, he, uh, and it, he wouldn't he wouldn't go out in the sunlight and really you know yeah, shadow he, of the vampire I think it was called it sounds pretty close is it somewhat modern yeah I would love to Which see the that. last decade yeah 
Okay, what's what's cool. the guy's What's the guy's name? You you, you should watch the original Nosferatu first. I'm sure, it, it might even be on YouTube. Well, it's wasn't not Bela Lugosi, was right? it a silent film or not? No. Ma- yeah, it was silent. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ma- Max Schreck is the place. Count. Oh shoot, is it Orlock? Orlock or Orloff? Yeah, or, or, yeah. Because he's the like, one that has like anyway. a really scary teeth, right? Like his teeth the, are all sharp. The, the pointy ears yeah. and the bald head and like a real skinny and yeah. Okay. And what was the the movie about the movie called? I'm pretty sure it was Shadow of the Vampire. Okay, great. And I'm trying to think of the guy. It's like he, I can see him, but I can't think of his name. And now this is the one who like, played him or the director of the film. The director was not. I mean, the guy that played the director, uh, F. W. Murnau, I think it was um, in real life. Yeah, I, I remember these guys' name, but not the new actors. Um, I, I just really like the movie. That's why I'm remembering these things. Shoot, um, this is this is a real good use of time. Um, the, the guy where there was like the movie where they were in his head and stuff like that. It was like John oh, John Malkovich. Malkovich. Yeah, he he played the director. And the guy that played it was indeed called Man. Shadow of the Vampire. Okay. Uh, the cast is Willem Dafoe. Is that who you're thinking of? Yes. Okay. He played Max Shrek. Yep. Yeah. Actually, it was a good pick. And then, yeah, like you said, John Malkovich was in it. Yep. Guys, just to clarify here, is this a movie or a documentary? A movie. Okay. And it was made in 2000, so it is is actually 20 years old. But apparently, Max Shrek had a cameo in it or maybe it was just maybe he's credited because they showed clips from the original movie which oh, is probably it yeah because that was old old movie but it's just a movie about that movie a movie about the making of the movie yeah okay. and all the weird stuff that happened around it and so they didn't yeah. elaborate like in the mo- in the more recent movie do they elaborate and make stuff up or is it like pretty totally factual? make stuff up what's that yeah totally make stuff up oh okay yeah <laughs> but it's fun okay cool it's fun, but but especially though, I, I I would recommend seeing Nosferatu first. Okay. See the original. Like I said, it's silent, so it, there there are a couple there are a couple. Uh, there's one version. Now they, there's been a, a restored version of it uh, that that's just amazing. But but there was a version too with this uh, rock group. I think it's Typo Negative was the name of the. Okay. Which, of course, because it's a vampire movie, and uh, they they do some pretty gnarly music to go along with it and that kind of is, that's pretty cool too cool but it but it's neat you know pop some popcorn it's it, it's a good Ooh, time maybe we could watch it here in the office in the projector that'd sometime. be cool there you go there you yep. go yeah all right okay steve let's see who's next or we'll see if just high has to go again <laughs> click 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 it, it made it to me. All right. Steve. Um, I'm going to go with something that I just mentioned while we were doing that last segment. Um, Ouija board. Oh, good one. Yes. So I guess, you know, the theory behind it is, you know, I, everyone should be familiar with it. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've played around with them as as a youth or, oh, there we go in the background. Yes. Oops, I know. Mike, trying to find me. Is that one that you made, or is that one that you've acquired along the way? No, that's one, that's one we've picked up. 
Okay. Um, and I used to, I have two different computers in the room. Well, I, like this is, this is my, my personal computer. And then my work computer sits sideways and shoots off in another direction. That Ouija board used to be behind me when I was at work meetings. Oh, gotcha. I didn't really think a whole lot about it <laughs> <laughs> until, uh, you know, I'm like starting with a brand new family doing therapy. And they're like, hey, uh, by the way, you know, the first first meeting is we're getting ready to hang up. He's like, oh, by the way. Uh, what's that? Do you what do you do? You use that Ouija board back there uh, with any of this? And I kind of jokingly said, "Ha ha, no, we don't conjure anything up." Ha 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 ha. And he's like, "Well, because you know we're a Christian family and we don't want any occult stuff." I'm like, "Understood, no problem." So <laughs> it went down. I figured it'd be more appropriate with this backdrop it's anyway. From that so. angle, yeah, nice. Yeah, kind of one of those things you don't think about sometimes, or sure. nobody says anything, so you don't do anything about it. I'm like, oh crap, that was dumb. What What are you guys? Sorry, Steve. <laughs> what are you guys' opinions on on the on Ouija boards and you know like their validity? I mean, is it is it being manipulated by the users? Is it being manipulated by the spirits? Is it you know what do you guys think? Is it a legit tool for investigating the paranormal? Or I've never personally used one just just based off of what I've been told. They can you know things can happen afterward, but I have heard both sides. I've heard people that are adamant that they're 100% sure that something else is moving the planchet. And then there's other people that openly admit like, hey, I was the mover, you know? Right, so right. I don't really know what to believe, honestly. Sure. Yeah, I I think it's sort of like a pendulum or dowsing rods that something is funneling through you that will make you move that. I, I, I Like if, if you closed your eyes and didn't look, that's what I was going to say. Because it needs you to know where to go. I would be okay. interested. Oh, it does need you to... Well, that, that, that's my take on it. Because I, I was going to say, I'd be interested to see a group of people blindfolded doing it and have non-blindfolded yeah. observers and seeing if, you know, if it can find the yes, the no, the, the, the letters to spell out something, you know, but... See, if it was just using your energy and the planchette was moving by itself through your energy, okay, I'd, I'd, I'd buy that. But I think it's you sort of channeling the energy and and the and 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 you know, whatever the communication is in some ways again this is just my opinion i know there are people that think a lot differently about this it's not a lot different than a, than a, a spirit box or uh, uh i'm trying to think now Ovilus. Uh, Ovilus, thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I see it as, as something like that. Or again, like I said, a pendulum or sure. dowsing rods. It's it's focusing your inner voice into there. Now, I know that there have been a lot of horror stories about things that have happened with it. No, we burned it and it came back. Um, I also have heard being that opened. basically until The Exorcist came out that generally it was just a fun parlor game that people enjoyed. You know, sleepovers, ha ha ha. Um, but then, you know, it just started getting these. It got a bad rap after The Exorcist. So, sure, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I generally think my thing is that it's not the board itself. Again, I used to own an antique shop, and we had all these things at, at, at Conover. I think things can be attached to anything: a lamp, a book a Aztec screaming skull whistle. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> energy can get attached to anything. And I think that's just one more thing that it could get attached to. Sure. And I'm trying to look right now. I, I, I know that when I was <gasps> younger, I was gifted a board 
and it wasn't a Ouija board, hmm. but it was called the board of like Zolot. And I'm looking right yeah. here and there's all different kinds of boards that are very similar, like yeah. a talking Nirvana board. It actually has a swastika yeah. on it, but I think that was the swastika is not necessarily always associated with, you know, the, right. um, the, the Germans and all that, but it looks like there's quite yeah. a bit, at least 10 that I'm looking at here, 10 different versions of it. So that's kind of neat in and of itself. Yeah, we just have a brand name. Okay. Not Parker Brothers trademark is is Ouija board. Oh, is it really? Um, okay. Yeah, it, like spirit talking boards, you know, mystic boards, things. Like that. I guess in general, uh, like a spirit board or, or a spirit talking board is sure. generally what you'd call that type of device. But everybody, you know, like when you blow your nose into something, you don't blow into a facial tissue. You grab a Kleenex. Exactly. You know. You know so <laughs> that's kind of where. The, the Ouija board is Bonnie up in Ouija. the uh, the shop upstairs has uh, has a Stranger Things Ouija board, which consists of hmm. the letters that they use with the light bulbs to oh, you yeah. know to communicate and everything. And yeah, I, I haven't seen it out of the box, but I know that the box is up there. It's kind of an interesting concept on it. It That's looks neat. like what I'm reading here. It says it was patented in 1886, and that okay. was the original one. And it was like Mike said, it was the first talking or not necessarily the first talking spirit board, but it was the first one to be patented, I gotcha. guess. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah I think uh, one, there was, uh, and you'd have to be a, like a, a paid member to probably hear this, but I think it was on one of the Jim Harold shows several years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Somebody had written a book about it and, uh, had, had talked about the origins of it. And it, it's okay, pretty nice. interesting. Cool. cool. But yeah, yeah anybody one. could put letters on a board and say, it's my GB board or whatever. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that meme about 2020? And it's like, this is why things in 2020 happened because it was like this giant Ouija board. Like It looked like it was oh, the size yeah. of a field and people, oh, were, people standing were standing on, on it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, of course, there's the meme with the, you know, the, the, people's floor of their house and they say Roomba you know everything's fine until Roomba opens a portal to hell you know <laughs> oh yeah I did see that yep. I haven't yep. seen that one <laughs> I do remember that now that was good oh you guys keep talking for a few minutes while I try to come up with something for P should we sing a song please be my guest <laughs> Steve will start oh letter p i mean some things are just too obvious i don't like i'm not gonna say like paranormal that's just not right um how about para unity (laughs) (laughs) there's there's our next (laughs) t-shirt it's so funny how when you get called on it's like your your focus just narrows immediately that's what happens to me. I'm like, <laughs> it's frozen. Oh my goodness. Um, well, you have Q, so you might want to be thinking ahead, Josiah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm Q. You are Q. You're next. Oh, wow. You will be Q. Wow. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I, 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 um, did, I did pre-plan for Q just in case I got it. You did? And, and it actually stems back to, yeah, well, I'll mention oh, it later. Okay. Okay, okay. Now that I have to say it for the record, my mind's going to be like, wait, is this right? Pareidolia? Uh, yes, that is correct. Nice. Good one. Okay. Okay. Where That's where like, 
the human mind is wired to make patterns or look for patterns and build something familiar out of things that we see. So when we look at a glare on a window and go, there's a face, that's most likely pareidolia. Or when we zoom in immense magnification on a dust ball floating and there's a face in it, that, 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 that's pareidolia there doing that. It's like looking at the man on the moon. Have, have, have you ever seen Pareidolia. Have you ever seen Josiah's uh, Pareidolia photo album on Facebook? No. Well, I guess oh, it, that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Was it Faces, Faces of around Minus? us? Is that? Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 It, those are. It's cool, cool because it's a shared album. So there's, it, it allows me to add up to thirty contributors to the album. So a lot of people were messaging me these, and I'm like, hey. Let's do it a different way, you know, just add them. That way they can add their own captions. And some of my favorites are the ones that they found, not like the ones that came up in memes. Uh, because the memes are cool, but, you know, they could have been staged or something. But the ones that they're, like, yeah. just walking around in life and take a photo of, there's some really cool ones out there. Yeah, there Like is. a manhole cover looked like eyes on it sure. or a face yep. or mouth or tail lights of a vehicle that looked like a, a face. Yep. And if yeah. you look into it, they, there's been scientific research that suggests that what it is, it's some sort of like a caveman instinct in us mm. to be able to spot and identify a predator. You know, like let's say if you're in a jungle yeah. and you're walking, you, you've got to be able to identify like, oh my God, there's a pair of eyes staring at me. You know, I got to be careful <laughs> here. So it's, it's better neat... to run from a pair of eyes that aren't really there. Yeah. than to ignore the ones that are. Yeah, your friend's like, hey, man, it's just a tree. It's <laughs> <laughs> a freaking scary tree. It was looking right at me. We'll have to uh, send you a picture, too, of uh, the piece of art that we found, ironically, right here at Countover Square. And it's this guy yeah. that uses uh, uh, Valspar paint and uh, makes these raised, textured pictures and everything. And this one hmm. was entitled... Uh, do you remember what the title was? It was Faces it was Everywhere or something face, like that? Yeah, something like that. And uh, everywhere you look on it, it's really super abstract, but there are probably dozens, if not hundreds, of what you can interpret as faces in it and everything. Hmm. So, yeah, we'll have to send you a picture of that. It's sitting yeah. in our office here right next to Josiah. So. Yeah, it's funny because I'm like the big pareidolia guy, and Steve's like, hey, look at that. You know, Steve pointed it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we're going to have to start sharing stuff onto the Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're talking about all these visual things. So. That's a good point. All right, Josiah. Have we stalled long enough? Truthfully, no. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I, I believe I'm at a loss. Yeah. I, if you don't mind, row, can we... Row, row, row your boat. Sure. I can't think of anything. So, um, sitting down at, at our event last night... Um, was talking to one of the guests, someone we know pretty well and everything, and he's very much into afterlife and, uh, you know, as opposed to paranormal investigators and things like that, more like the afterlife conferences and the uh, the people involved with that and everything. And one of the things that they're very big on is quantum physics. Okay. So mm -hmm. that was just a, a cue, you know, that I... Uh, that I remember hearing, and and I, now if if I had to define it, which I'm going to attempt to do, I'm definitely going to have to look <laughs> for assistance because, you, you know, I I know that it's, you know, on a large scale, but uh, 
I always thought to sum it up, it was like the ability to be in two places at once. But I don't know if that's quite accurate. I'm sure. I'm sure that's an aspect of it. I'm sure that's an aspect of it. But uh, mm. quantum physics. Yeah, I, I started looking up some stuff about quantum physics before we got online, and I'm like, uh, I don't feel so. I was gonna say like quartz. Okay, that would have been a great one. <laughs> Ghost time. Like quarks, <laughs> like with a K Energy. and everything. With a crystal, like the quartz. Oh, no, not a K. The Q. Quirk. Okay, I was gonna say because quarks, you're you're still talking about you know quarks. Oh, quirks. that was the other one yeah. I was gonna yeah. say, but I didn't know if it tied into the paranormal, right? Like right. a quark, right? With, with, with the K, yeah, exactly. Quark. Oh, it is a K. No, it's a quark. It's a Q. I oh yeah, Q U A R K though, right? Yeah. Quirk. Well, at the end is a K. Right, but but what were you guys saying? Quartz, like, like the quart. crystal. I think Mike. We're talking about two different things. I think Mike was talking about like a quartz crystal. Yeah, and then the other thing I was thinking was like a quark. I, so I was saying quark, but with a K. You yeah, know, not starting with a K, ending with a K. With a K, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a nutshell, that's okay. We'll edit all this out before we get on the before we so, publish. So yeah, actually, Josiah nailed it on the head. The branch of physics concerned with quantum theory. Quantum physics allows for particles to be in two states at the same time. Look at that. Physical properties of nature at the scale of atoms and subatomic particles. It is the foundation of all quantum physics, including, well, that's quantum mechanics. But So, Josiah, you are so much smarter than Steve was willing to give you credit for. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's like, yeah, that record. was probably a part, peasant. But... <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel bad giving up my cue, but that one I was absolutely stumped on. That, that was tough. Yeah. There were actually a couple times during the week I'm like, oh, I hope I don't get cue. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't want to pregame, you know, so I, I, I was just going 100% blind, and I'll be honest, I, yeah. I was stuck. You know what? Sometimes life is fun to go in, go in just blind. Yep. And sometimes Steve's got to bail you out. Yep, and I thank you for that. <laughs> do, do you want to do you want to take our then, or do you want me to stick with it? Um, I, I guess I could take it if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. Um, R immediately. Guess what pops into my head? I'm sure you probably know. It might even be the same thing. The R theater. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So Robin, uh, Robin Terry, and I know those are two first names, but his name is Robin Terry. Um, he owns a theater down in, I believe, is it Alton, Steve, or? The, the theater itself, I believe, is in, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a, oh, Auburn. Auburn, okay. Yeah. Mm. So it's uh, kind of like Southern Illinois, I believe. Southern Illinois. I, I don't think it's too far away from Alton, but. Okay. And I guess it's uh, it's a really interesting place. I've seen it on a couple of different shows. Yep. Um, and I, is it really I guess the R Theater, or are you just saying like R before you, you don't want to say I believe it's the letter R, the R, R Theater. Yep. And I'm, does that maybe stand for Robin? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I think it may have been named that even before he acquired it. But. Okay. But I, I, from what I understand, they actually live in the theater, mm-hmm. in, in a part of the theater, hmm. and the place is haunted, and you can investigate it. And uh, I, I think, didn't he run a haunted house out of there at one point or something? I think as so, well? yeah. And the guy is a really interesting guy. He's a big collector. He collects all kinds of different things, and he's really well-known in the paranormal community, and well, I think a lot of it's because they investigated the place well, he's main mostly known for he also owns ashmore estates yeah. which which is much ah. more widely known throughout the paranormal community but but 
the our theater is also his and everything as well. Yeah, and he he um he does the it's it's like a foundation for um people with lost limbs and he does a fundraiser for it and Steve introduced me to it, mm. I think last year and i believe steve actually won uh one of the one of the giveaways last year but what he does is he, oh. he goes live on facebook on christmas day yep and uh does a really cool fundraiser where there's like 25 or 30 gifts that different haunted locations have given him sometimes it's maybe like a crystal packet or you know just things like that that kind of tie into the paranormal and people give to him and then he he basically like I think you have to buy tickets in order to get a get a number or something you, like that. You have that. to make a donation. I think for every five dollars donated, you get one entry into it. Yeah, and, and uh, he's just got a spreadsheet and just goes through yeah. and. I think picks. over the past few years, he was pointing out on his uh, Facebook page that he's raised. Facebook reminded him that he's raised over twenty two thousand for wow. for causes wow. over the last few years. That's stuff. fantastic. So that's cool. Yep, good for him. He also yeah. do, he also does Unity Day down at Ashmore Estates, which is a big event limited to 100 attendees i think and it sells out a full year in advance like as soon as as soon as it's offered it's sold out you know and he's just he seems like one of those people that's just larger than life we've yet to meet him but i think steve and i have talked to him on the phone and he's such a nice individual and you know he's always commenting on my facebook stuff and steve's stuff and he just all around seems like one of those people that if you don't like him there's something wrong with you (laughs) he's a good guy yeah (laughs) yeah you know steve was this the one you, you won the, you won a, a couple years ago, and it was in an investigation. Pennsylvania, I think, or Virginia, maybe. And I was asking I think, you yeah, how close Virginia, you were West to Virginia. It. Yeah, yep. But Is I, that still I, open that you can claim that at some point. Actually, I, I the, logistically it wasn't going to work for me, so I just went ahead and donated it back to him to to give away at a different event or a different time. Okay. You know. It but, uh, seemed, seemed to me that the giveaways like that, if you can't attend, they'll auction it off and then money goes. Yeah. 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 So okay. uh, back to the R Theater, though, um, you may know uh, of this, Mike, through uh, the Kling Brothers had a a show that they did after Ghost Lab was done. I believe it was called Strange Curiosities, and it was a web-based series. Um, I, I, I remember that. I, I never saw any of the episodes, but I do remember it. So it, it's on YouTube, and, uh, you know, the, they're 20, 30-minute episodes and stuff. Well, they did an episode at the R Theater. Um, somehow Robin acquired a armoire of uh, John Wayne Gacy. Oh. And uh, so the Kling brothers were down there investigating, trying to, you know— I, I think psychics or some mediums that were in there said that they were seeing a clown, you know, uh, some, some with a clown <laughs> came to them in a dream or just, you know, they were sensing the presence of a clown and uh, somehow they came to believe that it was potentially him dressed in his Pogo the Clown outfit and everything. And wow. so the Kling brothers did an episode there and caught you know they were provoking Gacy, you know, and saying what a piece of shit he was and whatever, whatever. No, not those guys. They're so and sweet. They, well, <laughs> and they elicited a pretty stunning EVP. I don't remember exactly what it was said, but you know it was spoken with his Chicago accent, and it, you know, mm. they firmly believe that they got Gacy's EV, you know, coming across in this EVP. Cool. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Robin has a full-blown mystery machine, too. Yeah, yeah, he does, and takes it to all sorts of events and everything, yeah. It's kind of nice. cool. Yeah, very cool. You know, you could, instead theater. of the art theater, you could have just said Robin, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very true. He's, he's a well-known figure. 
Well, I guess I'll I'll pop in here. Um, something came in mind. I remember seeing this on on Ghost Adventures, and I don't know. This is a place. I don't want to say I'd be scared to go there, but intimidated by it. The Sloss Furnace. Nice, very good one. Remember that? Is I that, do remember uh, that? Is it just massive? This built this area. Yep. yep. Okay. I want to say it was yeah, in Tennessee yeah. or somewhere like that. Is that somewhere? Right? Is it Tennessee area something like something that? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. We should get in touch with Scott. See if he can get in there. Um, there you it, 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 it. I think one of the big things about it was there was this guy that this boss that was a real jackass, and a couple guys like what threw him off of a catwalk or something like that, killed him. Something oh, wow. like that. Yeah. But there was yeah. multi- multiple deaths within there from the equipment and just everything. It's like a big, like a compound. It, it, it's huge, you know, huge, huge industrial area, and it's just apparently it's just off the charts haunted, very, wow. very creepy. And aren't parts of it kind of outside? Like there's equipment yeah. that would outside. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 if, to my recollection, most of it is. And Mike, what what stands out to you about that? I've never really heard you say that you'd be too scared of some. I know you, you didn't say you'd be scared, but what is it about this place that just kind of sets you off? I I, I don't know if I can even explain it. Just I think it's just the idea of I, I think because it's it it is kind of outside. Okay. It's almost like anything goes. I, I'd almost feel more comfortable in the woods than here in a forest at night than. It in this like kind of Rust, industrial, rusty, Mad Max kind of, type of ah, okay. environment. Yeah, it's it's dilapidated and falling apart and rusty, yeah, you know, and sure. everything. It's not, you know, it hasn't been in operation for a while. But okay, yeah. but yeah, that's not that necessarily. Was, I'd be afraid of you know, like a steel plate falling on me or something like that, or iron sure. or whatever. But it just, it just seems like it's got this energy to it. It's crazy. It was on one of the early seasons of Ghost Adventures 2 before they went kind of off the rails with the demonology stuff and everything. <laughs> but but it, it was, yeah, it was it was pretty uh, pretty interesting. I believe they caught a mist or a full-bodied apparition wow. at one point in the episode and everything. And if you think about it, number one, you're going to work, and it sounds like it, it's the place, if it's shut down now, it's probably had been going for a while. So the working conditions probably weren't great. And then they're right. outside in the elements and, yep. you know, all that stuff combined might have created some real weird energy, oh, yeah. you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and just the energy of the place itself as it was running. So, True. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's one of the, I don't know, for some reason it's always stuck in my head and yeah, it's, I think just the name Sloss for some reason that sounds <laughs> like, an, uh, like a foreboding. Yeah, it's right. a creepy word. Do you know how to spell that, Mike? For anybody who wants to look that up, I'm I'm spelling it S L O S S. Yep. Steve, okay. Does that look? Great I to you? I concur. Okay. Yeah. Sloss. Huh. If there was only some way we could find out for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Episode guide or no? The Google machine. Yeah. The Google machine. Sloss furnace. Yep. Okay. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Ah, hmm. Alabama. Okay. Sorry, we will not be calling Scott for that one now. Sloss Fright Furnace. So apparently they must run something down there too. Must be a haunted haunted house. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 my S. Cool. I guess. Okay. 
So reverting so back who, to our original order, I guess it would go back to Josiah then. Okay. So you and I flip flop for the last one. Yeah, sure. So I go back to T then. Yep. I don't think I could. I don't think I could do T without doing Transylvania. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Transylvania, from what I understand, is if it's not exactly, I think it's a like maybe like a outside of the town, the home of Vlad the Impaler. And, you know, if you look at the castle itself, it looks really, really spooky, but it's not as paranormal as I had thought. You know, he was just more of just this vicious, uh, I don't want to say killer, because he, I think he was trying to defend his land, but he was just this vicious adversary to whoever was trying to oppose him. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Vlad the Impaler is uh, who people associate with modern-day Dracula. And uh, I believe Dracula, in the, in that language, the Romanian language, I think, is uh, the dragon. I think that's what that means. So that was kind of his, like, he was like a dragon personified, basically. And some of the things he would do would be um, take some of his adversaries and put them on stakes. And at one point in time, he had all these stakes out in front of his castle with I, I, over 100 uh, adversaries impaled on those stakes from the, you know, the, the rectum all the way up to the mouth. You know, and that was that was basically to scare off anybody trying to come and you know, get get into the castle or, you know, attack his people, so... I'd think twice. Yeah, I sure would, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I thought Transylvania would be fitting, and, of course, a lot of people yeah. associate it with vampires and all that, so yeah. it all kind of ties into that. It's actually located in central Romania. Okay, Romania. So Transylvania is within Romania, correct? A region of Romania. Okay. Nice. Gotcha. Well, it's just a historical region, so it may not... And, and it does talk about the Carpathian mountain range, which also does play into Nosferatu. Sure. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and just a little side note, there are direct descendants of Vlad the Impaler in New Orleans. I uh, I was listening oh, yeah. to Beyond the Darkness one time, and they had a, a lady on there named Marita Voivod Crandall, and she owns a uh, shop down You just New remember Orleans. that name... You just remember the name. Mm-hmm. Well, she actually wrote me a letter. I've got a letter here in the oh. office that she wrote me. And when she sent it, it was stamped with the <laughs> wax then. seal and everything. It was really cool. What was that? that- it, it was stamped with the wax seal. Oh, nice. Yeah. And she nice. owns a vampire shop in New Orleans. And uh, she of she course. wrote a really cool book about um, the, the Ursuline nuns that came over and you know how there was suspect that the ursuline nuns brought over vampiric women and then they housed them in the convent there in new orleans i talked about that oh, a I little did hear bit that yeah i had mentioned that a little bit I a while back and they yeah. were they were supposedly like laying in coffins upstairs of this place anyway it's a longer story but she has directly traced her bloodline back to vlad the impaler so it's kind of neat that she's you know she's now into the vampire stuff and all that so cool yeah and of course, while we're doing this, Steve is looking up you on. <laughs> I, actually, I'm eating a Cadbury cream egg, but yeah. You oh, he duck. <laughs> it is that time of year, you know. Do you like those? Oh, I love the ones with caramel. The white ones, 
I, I think Ooh. I ate too much as a kid and I almost passed out. So I, I've kind of, <laughs> you know, had that weird feeling like, ah, I better yeah. not do that It's again. one of those like, sure. intense sugar rushes that you get. Mm-hmm. like gives you like a headache in your one eye. Yep. <laughs> your, your jaw starts to have pain in the one side. <laughs> yep. That's a heavy sugar dosage right there. Yep. Oh, that's good stuff. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So right. I, do, I do have a U, though, and my U uh, <laughs> is going to be unidentified flying objects. Good one. Ooh. UFOs, ufology. I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a thing, you know. No, I, I personally, I, uh, I've i always got my eyes on the sky. Um, you know, I, as you know, I always post stuff about, you know, when the meteor showers are coming up or, mm-hmm. you know you know watching the starlink satellites or or whatever i've always got my eyes on the sky just you know if something were to you know be visible in the local sky or wherever i'm at you know i (laughs) can't see it if you don't look up in the sky right you know (laughs) definitely definitely but you know of course as a big x-files fan and just you know growing up with sci-fi and things like that yeah, UFOs. I, when I was real little, in fact, living in the town where I, I'm again now, nice. there was like in the '70s there was a big UFO flap, hmm. and and I think maybe it was nationwide. But um, I, I remember some stories around here specifically, people seeing things, and um, it, it it caught my imagination. It, it really did. I think it sort of helped spark the whole paranormal interest in me. So this would have been like maybe '74, '75, something like that. Um, it, and that kind of just because I remember getting books about like werewolves and stuff like that and bringing them home from the <laughs> library. Um, and, and, and But I think that whole UFO thing and then, you know, In Search Of comes on and Nova mm-hmm. does the shows about, you know, the, 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 the different like unexplained mysteries with having to do with UFOs and all that. I thought, OK, that, that just sort of all came in but but now uh, the ufo thing really doesn't grab me as much as some of the other things and i think because so many of the stories are i saw some unexplained lights in the sky they did some really weird things and they disappeared like cool story Uh, i have some heard some amazing ones though with like like abduction stories like where like people have lost time after something happens Uh, I, i think that's incredible uh, when you know all of a sudden it's 12 hours later and they don't remember getting out of their car or they traveled like three states away and they still haven't used any gas yeah right. um, you know <laughs> just odd things like that but one of the most amazing things that i've heard just a couple times about ufo experiences is people will be like i remember one specific one with somebody was golfing and they look up and they see this this weird craft in the air and he, the people he's golfing with, he's like, hey, don't you guys see that? And they have their heads down. They're like, don't look at that. Don't pay attention to that. Hmm. Just don't, don't even, don't don't recognize that it's there. Don't wow. say anything. You know, they were almost like like they were, you know, and I'm using the air quotes here, you know, under the influence of the mind beam or something like that, or the, the brain rays or something, you know, <laughs> like some kind of mind washing thing that, yes, it is visible, but no, we're not supposed to pay any attention to it. And, can you and imagine? I've heard a couple stories of weird things like that happening. Now, that gets my imagination. That, that, that really grabs my interest. 
Yeah, imagine being with friends. Obviously, if they're golfing, they're probably pretty good friends and people you know, and they're they're just like, yeah, don't uh, don't look at that. You know, you'd be like, what's yeah. up with you, man? Yeah, what do you know that I don't? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, but probably nothing. But you know, is, is they being affected by some again mind ray or or whatever it is? I just hear those stories. I'm like, okay, okay, you you got me on this one now. That's more than just a couple blinking lights in the sky. We couldn't couldn't explain. One of the most recent ones that have has really shocked me was apparently there's this Navy. Uh, I believe he's not not a um, captain of a ship, but he's high up in the Navy, in the United States Navy, and recently came out and said that they were they were going on some sort of a mission, like a training mission, and a USO came out of the water. So it's mm. underwater submersible or unidentified submersible object came out of the water and shot into the sky at a high rate of speed and they've got it wow. they've captured it on um not not film but it's it's a photo and it's this really weird triangular looking object and you can probably google it because it's fairly new but hmm. uh, that just shot straight out of the water so that's kind of a neat little caveat or a neat little add-on to the ufo yeah interesting yeah I always thought the uh, the mass sightings were, were pretty cool, like, the, you know, the lights over Arizona that, yeah. you know, half the city saw and everything. Mm-hmm. Th- those maybe have carry a little bit more weight, you know, yeah. although I, I, I think that's they... Just swamp gas. No, I think they said it was <laughs> uh, flares for a uh, Air Force training operation yeah. or something ah, visible from the base, it. you know. Oh, yeah. And they came on and then they winked out. That's That's why they did that, you know. Although they were, from what, from what I understand about that, they were in a formation that was the size of a super Walmart, right. and it was not descending. It was basically just going across the horizon. Correct. And the governor comes out and says, oh, yeah, I saw that. And then the next day, he pulls this stunt where he's like, he, he comes out, and there's an alien suit and all this stuff. But when he first <laughs> admitted to seeing it, it wasn't a joke. He, he wasn't right. joking about it. He's like, I, I mm-hmm. have officially seen what everyone else is seeing. But then the next day, it's almost like the government said, hey, retract that statement and make fun <laughs> of it right now yep. type of thing. Jimmy yep. Carter reported seeing a UFO. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. I, I forget the details of it, but yeah, he reported, reported seeing a UFO. Wow, that's awesome. But I also hear he was like attacked by a rabbit while he was in a boat or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm not smoking anything. I, I think <laughs> if anybody like does, if do a search for Jimmy Carter rabbit. Um, what well, was yeah, it? The I rabbit from. Was the rabbit from Monty Python and the Search for the Holy Grail? <laughs> One of the funniest scenes in any movie ever. Right. It's just a rabbit. Don't kill yeah, it. I'm not sure what the timing was. Okay, Jimmy Carter versus the Killer Rabbit, CNN video. Well, it's on video. Well, I think this was about an interview. Oh, okay. Jimmy Carter was once attacked by a rabbit on a boat. Okay, so see, here we go. This wasn't just me. Um, this is when he was running for president. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, um, who is this? His press secretary happened to be there. Snapped a picture of. The, oh, there was a picture of it. He's smacking the water with a paddle. Wild rabbit. This is a quote. Wild rabbits. All of them know how to swim. The former president explained. The rabbit, being chased by hounds, leapt into the water and began swimming toward the, his boat. Uh, okay. Carter used a paddle to shoo the bunny away. Huh. There was nothing to it. Carter told Kurtz uh, when Jody told it, it became very humorous and still lasting and a lasting story. Lots of people, lots of people that had tame bunny rabbits threw them into swimming pools and said their rabbits could swim too. 
No kidding. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Who was so bored? They yeah. said, hey, let's let's see if this little bunny can swim. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Apparently they can then. Yeah. Wow. God. I didn't know. I, that, was, that was one of those things like in your brain, but you don't know it's there until something triggers it. <laughs> yep. Sort of like don't pay attention to the UFO. Yeah. And Jimmy Carter's attacked by a swimming rabbit. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I've, I've got the next letter V here, and, and, and I, I almost feel like it's a cop-out after some of the other things we've talked about, but, but the only thing I can think of is vampires. Okay. Um, you know, Josiah, you, you, you know, talked about Mr. Vlad and his um, really awful pinatas. <laughs> so, yard decorations you yeah. know <laughs> what an awful what an awful party game um but you know a, a lot I, I remember hearing that a lot of people uh feel that the, the the myth of vampires may have started from uh some people that had like arsenic poisoning i believe because apparently like you, your your skin retracts and like so your teeth kind like your gums will retract but it, it, it kind of preserves your body after you die if i'm remembering correctly and um so your teeth kind of look like they've grown okay and also like the fingernails like your skin retracts around your fingernails so it looks like they've kind of uh, you know been you know, kind of menacing and, and it explains why years later if they open up your grave and your body's been preserved because this is before embalming it looks like they've been feeding uh or, you know they're still alive uh, there are some conditions too that give you this like rosy pallor after death it looks like oh they must be drinking blood um and and all kinds of you know weird ceremonies have come about you know constructing cages over um <laughs> over tombs and, and graves but one of my fa- this was this was a vampire story and i forget how it worked is probably like uh, the jack-o'-lantern with making this deal with the devil and turning him into a coin or whatever. But there was this one vampire who who was cursed uh, to, I don't know if it was maybe to be a vampire until he could like run like miles away from, from the cemetery and take all of the grass out of a churchyard or something like that, like one blade at a time and then run it back to the cemetery, run back and forth. So he was cursed to do that until he pulled all the grass out, which of course would be impossible <laughs> to do one blade at a time. But again, that's one of those, like when I was a kid reading these stories, that was one of those things that stuck in my head. I'm like, wow, that would suck. Yeah. To have to spend eternity doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, there's that, like the, the romantic fantasy of the vampires and you know, especially with Anne Rice, that's kind of taken a, a new turn in, in recent decades. But um, until Dracula, a lot of the, the myths that we accept as, um, as, as, as canon right now didn't really exist, like not being able to enter a church or the crosses having power against them. Um, apparently, the, those were done for literary reasons because he was just too powerful. Um, in fact, the, the, the Nosferatu version of the vampire was more in keeping with the traditional views of what a vampire would look like. Okay. 
the, the, the rodent look and the big ears and they just nasty looking and very creepy as opposed to the Bela Lugosi with the hair slicked back and wearing the tuxedo with the cape. <laughs> um, that that was a very more of a modern take on it. And uh, yeah, so I, I guess <laughs> I guess maybe just to leave it at this when I was probably I don't know I was in first or second grade I, I had this teddy bear that I'd like had forever and he's probably still packed up in a box somewhere and it was a panda bear and so he was white and black and on a white section of his neck I got a red marker and put two like bite marks on his neck <laughs> nice nice so, and, and colored yes. his eyes red so um <laughs> My, my panda bear had been turned into a vampire. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that over in, I, it was outside of London when they were doing, uh, installing the railroad, the, uh, the, the guys that were in charge of digging the trenches, you know, to, to then build up with the proper materials, oftentimes would find buried people, generally mm. at, at crossroads, and uh, oh, they, yeah. they thought that they were vampires because they would have a lot of times they'd have a big stone in their mouth, you know, like trying to keep them or prevent them from rising up and attacking somebody. But they would be put at crossroads because when they came out to hunt, they'd be confused and they wouldn't know where yeah. to go. It's kind of neat. And that was documented in the like they had to document all the processes of what they were doing. And they talk about that in the old the documentation you, you've got the power to rise from death and live for <laughs> eternity but you get confused by a crossroad yeah and, you, and this rock it, all of a sudden is a big problem you know like can't you just like, spit it out dang it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah like there's like like useless superpower kind of thing yeah yeah <laughs> you have the power to bore somebody out of a conversation <laughs> so there's my there's my vampires who are we back to Josiah again I think again? back Is to me back? with W yeah okay um, I was gonna do warlocks but I think I'd, I'd rather do werewolves yeah um, yeah the werewolves to me have always been super interesting but not like not it doesn't really compare to how interested i am into ghosts and the vampires and stuff werewolves are kind of secondary to that but still super interesting werewolves apparently werewolves. is where we're going with this yep werewolves oh, so wolves um, I, I guess from my understanding of a werewolf is that it is a human being and then brought by some sort of, some sort of, uh, I think moonlight brings them out and then makes them turn into this creepy creature that looks like a, it's got the wolf head and, you know, it still walks on hind legs and it, it attacks other people. And the only thing that can stop it is a silver bullet. Um, and I, I have not looked into why they say that, you know, a lot of, a lot of these, these things that can stop these creatures like a like a wooden stake through the vampire's heart there's reasons you know they, they cite reasons why and i unfortunately i don't know why do either you know why the silver would stop it uh, something's got to stop it yeah I just, I just know that that's what they claim will stop a werewolf and of course it's I, been i'm sure yeah something about the purity of it I, i'm it's likely a, a religious idea sure not to interrupt you here, I just want to, oh, no. I want to, I want to look that up. Yeah, <laughs> great, that, that's silver. fine. 
But but one of the things I always think about with the werewolf is this the, this poem it says even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a, may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Wow, that's cool. What what, what um, era was that written in? Oh, it says it was recited originally in the 1941 movie The Wolfman. Ah, okay. Huh. Yeah, that always stuck in my head. That's cool. And, and the moon is, of course, bright because it's a full moon. The full, yeah. the full moon is what there you go. causes it. Yep. And there's some really terrifying depictions of werewolves. You know, some of them are pretty corny, but there are some really, really good ones. And I know I, I, I never did get into the whole um, the whole Twilight saga. And they they were depicted not as scary. They're more like the sexy aspect of a werewolf, you know. Right. But I kind of thought that was a neat concept of the werewolves versus the vampires, and it was kind of a neat little thing to go well, along. The, they covered that in like the underworld movies as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know? hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. I think what was his name? The not Wesley Snipes, but uh, oh, Blade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that. The, mm. I don't know that there was werewolves in in any of the Blade movies. Yeah, but I thought there was a crossover. Maybe not though. I don't know. I might have been thinking of Underworld. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had quite a few of those with uh, Kate Beckinsale and whatever, whatever. But I, I want to say it was the Lycans versus the, Lycan. the. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah, there I think was a, that's uh, the, a series on Netflix too. Not Hickory Grove, something Hemlock Grove or something like that. I, okay. I've seen the name, yeah, yeah, and and it was kind of we we watched the first season, we're like awesome, and then the second season was like what's going on, so we kind of fell out of it then. But yeah, it was like werewolves and vampires in there too. Huh. So, something that always bothered me, not necessarily was the end result of the werewolf, but it was more the transition. You know, like when they show it on film, they mm. show the, the the bones elongating and the skin stretching, yeah. and there's just something very cringy about that sure. to me. And I don't know. I, I'm assuming it's just. <laughs> I know physiologically, I, it's not a, that wouldn't work, but yeah. it just gives me the willies to see that. I think an American Werewolf in London was one of the first movies that went from like the phase in to phase you know like the the fade in fade out kind of thing from like you know the slow transition sure like, let's put some makeup on them okay take film them for three seconds okay fade it into the next makeup thing <laughs> yeah. this was like they actually had like uh, uh uh like balloons under the like under the prosthetics and it was like bubbling and churning and stretching and all this stuff okay and it looked really painful sure yeah. Yeah, and I think that sort noise. of continued into the current stuff now. I think that sort of started that. Because I remember seeing like the behind the scenes thing when it came out. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, think about how painful that would be. Oh. Sort of like Wolverine, you know? The, oh, sure. <laughs> you still feel the pain of the blades coming out. Wolverine. There, hey, there you go. Look at that. There's a new. I think it's a mini series, but they also made a movie about it, and I just recently watched it. And it's a comedy about vampires, hmm. but the vampires end up kind of battling these werewolves. And you guys have to check it out. And I, I can't think of it for the life of me. What they are natural called. enemies? Yeah, there, there, the there's enemies. a name for the movie, and I, it's like Into the Darkness or something. But guys, I, I knowing you two both, you would both absolutely love it. And I'll, I'll, offline, I'll try to come up with the title of it. But God, it's just hilarious. <laughs> so I, 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 I guess that kind of ends my segment of, of werewolf. So <laughs> well, look, I see silver is symbolic of the moon, or vice versa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it's sort of that connection with the moon. 
So silver has power up against them. Okay. Much the same way that logic that chunks of his home planet have power against Superman. <laughs> okay, I didn't see that coming, but well, well okay. I, I guess that makes sense because the moon is what causes him to change, and he comes out. He can be out in the moonlight, but not the sunlight. I think it would maybe not be as much of a paradox if the silver symbolized sunlight, because sunlight is the weakness. Sunlight is what kills. So you would think silver would encompass that, but. Yeah, it, it, if the silver is, you know, associated with the moon, I can see the uh, Superman correlation because it's his own home planet that he's from. That sure. he is, you know, that's his weakness and everything. But mm. interesting. Okay. Oh, by the way, it is what we do in the shadows, is what that that okay. vampire werewolf movie is called. Huh. It's really good. Interesting. Okay. Did, what we do? It, yeah. Did it have anyone famous in it or anything? I don't or? think so. It was filmed over in New Zealand, okay. and a lot of times those movies that aren't like American humor. Sometimes I don't get. I'll openly admit it. I just don't sure. quite get the humor. But this was hilarious. It's like these vampires <laughs> that all live in this apartment together, and one of them's like a three thousand year old vampire. He's really, really old, and he's kind of all crotchety. And there's the, like this young hip one, and you know, it's just hilarious. And it's like a documentary of how they live, you know. And then they sure. they end up inviting this one guy to stay with them, and he's like a real guy, but they kind of let. They're like, eh, let's not kill him. He's really cool, you know. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> It's, you guys just have to watch it. It's what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. I want to yeah. pull that up just so I can remember. Yeah, it's awesome. What we do in the shadows. Oh, oh, it's a series. It was. Well, there's a there's a movie and a series. Correct. Yeah, I, I have not watched the series yet. I've heard it is very good. I've only watched the movie. Okay, 2014. Not too old. <laughs> yeah. A follow-up movie titled Werewolves is currently in development. Oh, cool. Werewolves as in like we are right. wolves? Nice. We're nice. wolves. Cool. Werewolves. I did various... Steve? Oh, geez, you got X. Yeah, and I I take no shame at all in, in saying that I looked this up and went through, you know, scroll through words. I mean, I know X-ray, I know xylophone, I know, you know, X, you know, just a few X words. Xenophobia. Paranormal. What's that? Xenophobia. Xenophobia. Yeah, that, that's. Well, yes, Xeno warrior princess. <laughs> I would allow that. But what, yeah, so, so xenophobia was one. Um, the definition of that one was technically fear of people from other countries as opposed to fear of extraterrestrials. But xenology is the study of extraterrestrial phenomena. Xenobiology is the study of extraterrestrial life forms. So, yeah. Hmm. I did not know that. How do you say that again, Steve? The second one? Uh, xenobiology. Xenobiology. So X-E-N-O and then biology. And the other, like, genealogy, but zeneology with an X, you know? Okay. But, uh, but yeah, essentially uh, non-stuff not from Earth, period, okay. you know? So. Hmm. That makes me think of um, the FBI document recently released where they say that uh, Nikola Tesla was a Venusian. He was from Venus. They think that he was... And this is written in a 1957 FBI document where they say that 
Really? Some somebody from Venus came down and planted the seed into his mother, and I guess they lived in some remote region. So there and, was uh, a man gave, from Venus. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Oh no, I was, I was just going to say was, the study was that an Andrew of, like, Dice something. Clay rhyme, Mike? An Andrew Dice Clay ism <laughs> or something? <laughs> Because I, I, I'm just thinking of what rhymes with Venus. Who yeah. found Nicola's oh. mother with his... Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, Go God. Ahead. Okay, <laughs> I see what you're saying. I, I see you're landed on his... No, it just made me think of like the study of something like biology elsewhere. If It's kind of interesting to think that they could come and plant something into a human being and then they give birth to it. But everybody's asking, well, like, how would the biology work and all that, you know, and... I mean, who knows? But the guy was incredibly smart. Well, like way, way yeah. past his time, and he had things that, like, like for example, a train could be going by, and any of us could hear it, but it would drop him to his knees. And this was from miles away. And he said that it, whatever harmonics the train was creating, just like floored him, and if eventually he got yeah. over that. But things like that, like that, he's definitely not not a regular cut human being you know his cookie cutter was broken when he was made so i don't know it just made me think of that <laughs> I, I i think a lot of people are starting to say now like he probably had what we years ago called asperger's okay and so you know he, he just he could visualize these things in his head um because there were like things like he didn't like to touch other people yeah he wore gloves all the time to keep from, you know, just touching stuff. Um, but but just the genius of it, though, yeah, that he could he could he could do these things in his mind. Yeah, and it just kind of got got those two just sort of clicked in my head when I thought about like Steve talking about the biology of something extraterrestrial. Hmm. I, I had never heard that. that before. Yep. No, I had neither. If you, I think you can Google. It's like 1957 FBI document, Nikola Tesla, alien or something. Nice. And everybody stood around saying, don't pay attention to him. Don't look at him. Yeah. And then Edison came in and pretty much, you know, did there his was thing. That mo- there was a movie out recently. Um, was it Masters of Light? I think it was. I haven't it, heard it, of it. It's, it's pretty. It's like uh, Edison and Tesla going head oh, okay. to head. Nice. It was very sad what Edison did to him. Yeah. Yeah. The man ended up dying alone in a New York apartment by, you know, with nothing. But, but it's, he was actually like in a hotel. Like, this is, yeah. This is a time like, how could you live in a hotel? I don't know. I guess it was a, maybe a different time or maybe I'm just not rich enough <coughs> to know how a person can do that. But I mean, he had, he had financial backers and, yeah. um, sure. um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, like, like when 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 you're funding an artist, you're a starts with a P. Patron. Oh, like a philanthropist. Oh, patrons that would okay give him money. And he was he was like he, he had this like massive deal with Westinghouse that he pretty much ripped up because he knew it would bankrupt him. Hmm. I know a lot. There's a lot of women that were after him, and he would he'd kind of try to keep them at bay. You know, he he was a socialite and talked to. You know the the elite of the city, you know, but he he didn't really want much more than that. I don't I don't even think he has children, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I don't, I, yeah. Again, my understanding was he he had no interest in women, but just because he just wanted to focus on his work. Yeah, but and then it kind of makes you it. wonder: was there more behind that? You know, did he know that he couldn't 
you know, if you were because he was from half of Venusian. Exactly. Like following that idea, it kind of maybe these things make a little more sense. Dun dun dun. (laughs) And this is how conspiracy theories start. (laughs) The more outlandish they are, the more true they become. Yep. Because that's just proof that they don't want you to know. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I, 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 um, for why? There's probably something really obvious I'm missing, but it's getting kind of late. <laughs> and my brain's not working as well as it normally should. So, I'm, I'm gonna go with yoga. Okay. Sure. I see that was reluctant, but yeah, we're almost done, so we're going to give it to you. Um, <laughs> you said you said Yoda, right? Yoga. Okay, yeah. okay, I gotcha. Well, I mean, obviously there are physical benefits to doing it. You know, you're keeping your body limber and and you know, in tone, and uh, just being able to to do something besides sit in that chair all day. But also, uh, there are mindfulness and spiritual elements of it, where you can you know go into a meditative state or, or use it to assist with that. Um, you know, so you can as, as an overall wellness plan, not just for your body but your mind as well. So you know, I know a lot of people will like to do it um, outdoors or. Um, in, in remote places where they can be alone and feel like they're really getting in touch with the earth and, and the environment around them uh, rather than just, you know, watching YouTube videos and doing it in your living room, which there are benefits to that as well. But yeah, a lot of people do like ex- extending it further. So so sort of the, uh, the metaphysical um, elements of that. Um, did you guys think of anything else with a why or... No, but your your Y really ties into my Z. Okay, out of context, that sounds so weird. It does. It sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even think of that, Mike. Thank you. Y- yin and Yang, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yin yeah, and why? Yang balance. You know, whatever, whatever. I guess. I don't know. Transition to Z. Yeah, I I, I can't think of any Y. I'm just kind of scanning my brain. Oh, I, I can't no. think of anything. I'm sure there's maybe a location, you know, that we're just not thinking of. But Yeah, I was thinking like Yuma, Arizona, or Yellowstone. Yeah. I'm like, no, I can't think of any connections there. Yucca Mountain. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, because wasn't that... I think Yucca Mountain. Wasn't that where Is they were going UFO to bury thing? all the radiation or something, like all the spent fuel rods? Oh, that's what it is? I, I think that's okay, what... Okay, so the hills have eyes then, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Good time. Cool. Cool. Yep. So what what is your Z? I had two. One was kind of a cheating, so I, I decided not to do that one. That would have been cryptozoological. Zoological, you know, although it starts with a C, it still has a Z in it. But um, uh, yeah, we the might one drag I kinda, you over the coals on that one a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the one I ended up Put going with, so I didn't, so I didn't get beat, was um, Zen. You know, the state Ooh. of. The, the state of perfect being like you said it kind of like when you're when you're meditating or you're doing the the yoga you hit this from what i understand zen is this like perfect state where nothing around mm-hmm. you matters and you're just you're in 
or you're in a state of just bliss where nothing matters your your body's perfect everything's perfect and nirvana yeah yeah exactly yep and i think that's just achieved by being a masterful um a masterful uh meditator some somebody who knows how to how to get to that point it's not something that you can just randomly achieve you have to work toward it to my understanding yeah, so there's like the general zen of feeling peaceful and relaxed. Like a day at the spa. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then yeah, there's, there's like, the there's like It goes back to like a Sanskrit um, uh, origin too, so. Okay. Yeah. yeah that I did it, not it's, know. It's, it's as deep as you want it to be. Okay. As deep as you can handle and truthfully, I was grasping Again, at straws at that one. What's that? <laughs> I, I was going to say, truthfully, I was really grasping at straws at that one because I, I am not a Zen yeah. expert. Yeah, yeah, uh, Z, Z, Z. I, I, I'm. Well, one thing that pops to mind would be like the Zozo demon. Oh Ooh. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know enough I'm about it. I, I know the Connected name, but the I don't know. What, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we could have talked about our participant on that one. <laughs> that yeah. one kind of to Z. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He he had his his uh, I, I guess demon or, or ghost that was haunting him or whatever, and he could communicate with them, or it could overtake his body. Yeah, if he allowed it to, and just yeah. And we were at he he was like encouraging us to ask Z questions. It was like this right. this kid that came along on one of the Conover tours mm. when we were doing them, and he. He said that this thing he would he would like be able to channel this thing named Z, and then Steve and I could ask it questions, and mm-hmm. it was thousands of years old, and it had like all the knowledge in the world and all this. And Steve and I kind of played with him a little bit. I will admit I was uncomfortable interacting with him for sure. A little bit, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if it's true, there's this several thousand year old being that knows right. everything hanging around with this kid. Yeah, if it's true. If it's not true, you've got this kid thinking <laughs> there's a several thousand year old yep. being following him around and both of him, which yeah. are very either awkward. way is not good. Yes. Yeah, yes. and there were several times when I, I don't know how or you know the logistics of it, but there was several times when either Steve or I would have been put in the position to be alone with this kid, and I remember mm-hmm. distinctly saying, "Hey, no, let's let's do this together." Yeah. Just because. I mean, you, you don't want to be alone with a random kid in a dark place. I mean, you never know what's going to come of that. So I distinctly remember being like, hey, Steve, can we, you know, is it okay if we do this together type right. thing? And Steve's like, right. yep, we sure can. <laughs> that, that reminds me of those girls that were downstairs by the, I was with those, like these two teenage girls by the uh, elevator in the basement. Okay. And the... There's that generator down there that kicks on every once in a while. Yep. And we were down there and was, fired up. And they went, ah! And started like running toward me because my back was to the elevator shaft. Okay. And I'm like, oh, this is how it ends. <laughs> Dead to the bottom of an elevator shaft under two teenage girls. <laughs> how do I explain this one? Yep. Fortunately, I didn't get that far. Kind of makes me think of, before uh, we all took a tumble. Into the <laughs> hey, you abyss. could have been a ghost but, here, Mike. Um, could... <laughs> What's that? You could have been a ghost here. We could have investigated with ghost Mike. Yeah, 
You know what? And speaking of transitions, that 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 sort of leads into what we were we were talking before we started recording about maybe what to do next week. And uh, I think that's one of those things we're gonna we want to maybe start getting into is the nature of uh, why do ghosts haunt? How do they haunt? Are we what are we leading into? What's happening with us as far as hauntings go and ghosts and why do some communicate and some don't? Um, if I were to to go away tomorrow how would i get in touch with you guys could i get in touch with you guys um so all you ghost hunters out there think about that and maybe we can get a uh, some type of a conversation going on this but yeah that's kind of where we're, we're we're leading in for the next time we all meet and talk about this stuff but uh yeah st- stay away from the z dude he doesn't sound like he's <laughs> nice he's segue mike nice well we we've we've run this one a little bit over time and by a little bit over time i mean like by 50 percent but um it was good again i had fun i i I enjoyed this thank you for doing this this is i i think maybe we can revisit something like this every once in a while because um I know, I know we enjoyed it, and hopefully everybody listening got it, it, at least something of a good time out of it. So we, we, we'd like to thank everybody who is listening. And uh, if you'd like to reach out and let us know what you're thinking, uh, you can certainly reach us at uh, paranormal1.com, paranormal1contact at gmail.com. Those are both with the number one. Also, Bartell and Henson Paranormal on Facebook. And uh, keep a close eye on there for updated events as they might be happening in the, in the coming future. Um, Steve and Josiah are also very active in Rock River Area Paranormal Society. And ConoverGhosts.com is still up and running, correct? Correct. Yes. Great. Great. Uh, are we missing anything? Um, no, other than just uh, Instagram, but we're not super crazy mm. active on there. So, <laughs> I I keep accepting all of these followers and following them back, and I've posted like four pictures. I mean, okay, <laughs> something has to give here pretty soon. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> got to get more active with that. So. Um, all right, fellas, I guess we're going to meet up and try this again next week if the planets all line up, right? Sounds good. Sounds good, yep. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, thank you again for the fun tonight. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank good you. Time. Yep. So um, thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, if, if you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Uh, send a link out, like, share, rate us, whatever you do on the way you listen to the stuff you hear from our voices talking. Whew, that wound down pretty awkwardly. All right, folks, we will catch you again 
as soon as we are able. And thanks. We, like I said, appreciate each and every one of you. And until next time, we will see you in the dark. <laughs>